It is Tuesday, April 25th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today, presented to you by MLB Nine Innings. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. Those Tampa Bay Rays, we can't stop talking about them. 14-0 and at home, and Wander Franco already with the defensive play of the year. I, I, I don't know what was more amazing, the amount of ground he covered or the fact that he caught the ball barehanded over his head. It's a little bit of everything. You know, you're running that fast to get to the point where the ball is going to come down. But when you play in a dome like that, uh, even more so than when you're playing outside, the ball is always going to go back towards the field of play. Longoria used to tell me that all the time, even on choppers too. Um, he overran it just a little bit, but the athleticism to and the wherewithal to have your non-glove hand out there as like a second measure, it's off the charts. Yeah, I mean, you know, when, when we see plays like that, we think of Kevin Mitchell when he was with the Giants in St. Louis and he overran the ball and caught it. Uh, the David Wright play, of course, and now this. It's And it's just all part of the equation where we talk about the Rays every day until they lose, which seemingly is <laughs> good for what you guys. What are the people though. saying now, Chris Rose? The Houston Astros just got beat down. Okay, but they could still end up winning. It's one series. game. I'm just but, saying. Yeah. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by MLB nine innings, which has a wide variety of game modes from league mode where users play throughout the entire season to live play by play. They have over 2000 player cards to collect and use in your dream roster, which are the most up-to-date rosters, most up-to-date team logos, ballparks, unis. And this year they are introducing new historic hall of famers to MLB nine innings roster like Larry Walker, Walter Johnson, Hank Aaron, Mike Schmidt, Trevor Hoffman. So we want you to download and play MLB 9 Innings 23 today with the link in the description. Believe me, you will thank us later. Mm. Spencer Strider, unbelievable performance on Monday night against the Marlins. Took a perfect game into the seventh until medals and bobbled that little easy grounder. And then took a no-hitter into the eighth when Gene Segura bat-flipped him after getting <laughs> the first knock of the game. Has Strider now become the pitcher I feel like could throw a no-hitter every time I turn on the TV? He's one of them. And there's only a handful of guys that I'll give that notion to. I think Luis Castillo is one of them. I think Dylan Cease is one of them. I think Garrett Cole is one of them. But Spencer Strider is definitely a guy. And it's and it's it's interesting because he's a two-pitch pitcher. You know, I know he throws a changeup like 4% of the time, but essentially he's fastball slider. And hitters would typically love that out of a starter. You know, you can try to eliminate one of them. The problem is he tunnels those things so well. If you try to eliminate one, he's still like, he'll still be able to beat you. Like if I, if I was to have a game plan against Spencer Strider, I would say slider out. I don't want to touch that thing. I can't touch that thing. So I'm going to stay on the heater as much as possible, but he'll just blow it by you. He threw a pitch yep. by Solaire when I was watching that just like he knew it was coming. It doesn't matter, dude. Like he has great extension. He's kind of got a little funky leg kick there. And for a six foot guy, he gets out there and the ball just kind of seems like it rides on you. So he's definitely one of the guys you can tell when hitters go up there, it's such an uncomfortable bat because it's just, he berates you. Is that the right word? A barrage of just like fast, oh, there you go. Barrage. spinny, baseball's coming your way and you really have no like you're not offensive when you're facing Spencer Strider that's what it looks like to me I've never faced him but that's the gist I get from these hitters they're on the defense all the time and that's not a way to have success in the box I thought Skip Schumacher the Marlins manager had a perfect description of him he said I felt like we were facing a closer for eight innings yes 
That's what I'm saying. He right? throws like a reliever with those two pitches. Yeah, it, it was fantastic. Now, as far as the no-hitter, when you dive into his numbers a little bit, it, you make it makes you think like he doesn't have a great shot at at doing that every time out. Why? Because he throws a lot of pitches. Last night was the first time he recorded it out in the seventh inning this season. And, you know, he, he gets so many strikeouts. And when you're a high strikeout pitcher, sometimes your pitch count gets driven through the roof. And so you don't have that chance to work the eighth or ninth innings. That's the only thing. But as far as stuff goes, because he's already at 49 strikeouts for the season in five starts. You know, do you know who the last 300 strikeout pitcher was that we had? I feel like we got to go like pretty far, but did Cole ever do it? No, that's who I guessed. That's who I guessed. And I was wrong. Okay. I want to guess one more time. Max Scherzer. Still pitching. Nope. Max Scherzer. No. Chris Sale. Wow. 300 on the button in 2017. What do you think? You think Strider's getting there? It sure would seem like you just had 50 strikeouts through five starts. Oh, yeah, look at Derek Cole had 320. I told you, yeah, I figured he did. Yeah, that's that's why I remembered it too. Then I then why the fuck they didn't say fuck you, Google? <laughs> Got you. That I'm AI, I'm telling you, these these robots and computers, bro. Yeah, gotta get rid of them. That's hey, that's funny. Dan Rourke goes with the Astros, so it was forgettable. That's funny. Okay. That's some funny um, shit. All right. Do I think he gets there? Yes, I do. I think he, I mean, he definitely, he definitely has a shot. I love that, which, what um, Skip said about him, like a closer, because that's that's the feeling I'm, uh, that I'm talking about there, man. It looks like you're just on the defensive uh, when you're batting against him. That's not good. Uh, so he's also had at least nine strikeouts in nine straight starts. Nolan Ryan has the record of 11 back in 1977. Don't take my, my word for it, though. I got that one off of Google, too, so I don't know. It could be. No, I saw that on the broadcast. They were talking about that. Okay, good. Uh, now I'm now I'm like scared to use any of the numbers I've got today. <laughs> That's my fault. Listen, it's my fault. It's not Google's fault. I will point the finger. Wait, so I got that right, by the way. That's kudos to yeah, me. You did. Right. Yeah, kudos to you. But I and I told you, I thought the same thing. I just should have looked up his baseball reference page. I should have trusted my first instinct. Damn Who are your guys team. that can throw a no hitter? I mean, just real quick. I mean, like, like you just, I mentioned three guys. Who, who do you have? Anybody to add to that list? Um, I still think Verlander will be able to do it at some point in the mids in the summer. Once he gets built up, I still trust his stuff. And as far as intelligence and how to get through a game these days, I still think he has his ability to do it. Um, I think Castillo's a great call. Castillo's nasty. Maybe like Wheeler. I feel like he's got a chance to do it. Um, Framber yeah, Valdez, yeah. I think, is another guy yeah. that could do it. That's nice. I mean, Sandy leads the world in complete uh, games. That's that's true. Sandy's a that's, that's a big a part of the miss by us. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, doesn't right. strike out a lot of guys, but I feel like he could yeah, that's if he wanted true. to. I don't know. Wow. Okay. Um. All right, we just got some breaking news into here. Let's let's check this out. Dan, do you have any terms on this? John Heyman. So let's tread lightly. He of Arson <laughs> Judge fame uh, is reporting that Brian Reynolds and the Pirates are in agreement on a deal. So you know what? We'll give it a couple minutes to flush out. We'll move on to our next topic. Hopefully we'll that's get awesome. to it a little bit later in the show. And if not, we'll do it on Wednesdays. Uh, the Orioles. That's whose cap I am donning. Not cat, but cap. 
I am donning. They raised a four-run deficit. They beat Boston for a seventh straight win. Uh, of course, Baltimore would have to finish in the top three of the American League East just to even have a chance to make the playoffs. What's your confidence level that that happens? I hate when you ask me questions like this. Uh, or, but the Orioles are playing one. so well. It is a good question. They're playing so well. Their starters have been uh, unbelievable as of late. Um, their bullpen's kind of what's been their strong point. You know, so I look at the starting staff and I'm, I'm okay with it. I think that they need to have some good starts, eat some innings, keep the bullpen fresh. The offense, I think, is is good enough. Like I'm, I'm like at a top three in the AL East. I think I'm over 50-50. I think they're hungry enough. Like I think like th- this team looks like they want to go to the park and win every day. And you're like, oh well, doesn't every team want to do that? Like, not really. Like when you look around the league, you can't say that about every single team. I don't think so. Uh, but they, 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 it looks like they're determined to get into the playoffs. They had that little taste last year. They almost made it. And I love that. Like when I, when I see teams lose in the world series, I like immediately think they're going to be better the next year because they got the taste in their mouth. That's what I feel like when I watch Baltimore play and um, they have some fun, exciting players on there. Um, they have some guys that can kind of just steady the ship when need be. So I'll give a percentage. How about that? I'm a 65% right now that they'll finish top three in the AL East and make the playoffs. Like they're a fun brand of baseball to watch. The starting pitching still to me is kind of where I, you know, kind of waver on, Uh, but they've been doing great as of late. So maybe I should just shut up. So I know you don't like these, but I'm going to push you on it anyway, because we're, we're such good friends. We are good friends. Almost brothers, almost baseball brothers. Are they better? Are they better than the Yankees? Full strength versus full strength, full potential versus full potential, no. But the Yankees' okay. offense has been brutal, and their depth is I, I know. not good right now. I like I'm the just Orioles' over a six depth month better. Span. Are they better than the Yankees over a six-month span? With Rodon? Because that's a big question. That is a question, but he's, it feels like he's coming back. Hey, how about this? Point. How about this? It's close, and, and that's very good for the Orioles to hear because I think the Yankees are one of the better teams in the league. One healthy. Okay. Are they are they better than the Tampa Bay Rays? Recency bias in my head right now. Recency bias. Uh no, no. Okay. Are they better than the Toronto Blue Jays? No. Okay, so they have to be in your opinion. Yeah, like they're they like right there with the Yankees. Yeah. Wow. This I think that's is a fair shocking. assessment. Don't you think? God, I can't. Well, first of all, they don't have anybody close to Garrett Cole's ability at the no. top of that rotation. So even if Carlos Rodon or, ne- or, or Nestor Cortez or Carlos Rodon, right. like that's not their strength. But let's assume let's assume the worst for a second. We both don't think this is going to happen. But let's assume that Carlos Rodon doesn't throw a pitch this single season. Okay. Will the Yankees still be better than the Orioles? They got to make moves. If they don't, then no. They got to make moves, bro. I mean, look. Think about the Yankees like bench right now and the depth and the guys that are throwing out there. Like I love Willie Calhoun. Nice guy. He's not, he's not doing much. Aaron Hicks, obviously not doing much. Franchi Cordero, hot start, not doing much right now. Like these, this is not a typically strong Yankees roster. Now I don't know if Dan, you want to disagree with me. I think they need to make, I need, they oh, need to make no, something no, no. happen. Let's keep Rourke on the bench right now. His <laughs> head's spinning. You just, you know, he's, He's about to 
jump I know, off a bridge. Hey, see, so he agrees with me. So. He says they're as good as us. Right? I, 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 I agree with that. I know, but the point is, is that this is a six-month season. We're, we're, we're saying they have to be mathematically, they have to be better than three teams in their division to it's even have a close. shot that doesn't. It's going to be close, is what I'm saying. And I think Orioles fans understand that too. Like this isn't a sure thing they're going to be in the playoffs. Well, Yankee then, fans are feeling that right now for the first time, I bet. Then don't the Orioles who have a fantastic farm system, one of the best in baseball, don't they have to dig into their war chest and say, we're going to, we're going to stop group hugging all these guys we drafted and go get a stud pitcher for the top of the rotation. Don't they have to do that? Weren't they? I mean, we thought they might go get Rodon. I don't know, yes, man. I was begging it, it, for it, them to do that. It depends where their leadership want is think uh, how they're thinking. Do they want to keep these guys and create this long window and try to just extend everybody, or are they thinking this is the year to go for the jugular? I don't know if it's the year to go for the jugular. Do you? In my opinion, that's not the right way to go. I mean, if you can keep keep most of the guys in your farm system and maybe get rid of one of them and get a rental ace, then sure, maybe you can do that. But like, I wouldn't sell the farm system to go out this year to get, you know, some starter that has a couple years of control left. I, I just, unless they plan on extending him, I just don't think that's how teams operate anymore. Interesting. Today's episode of uh, Baseball Today presented to you by Lightbox. And... If you're looking for that gift for Mother's Day, I don't know. Ploof, have you done your Mother's Day shopping yet for Olivia? I have not. I have not. We're like yeah, three I weeks know. out, people. May 14th. Put that date in your head. Okay. Well, then we got the perfect, perfect thing for you. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds. They will do all the work because they make lab-grown diamonds that you'll love with pricing that you'll understand and you won't go, I paid what for this thing? You got Tell everything from that. sparkly studs to brilliant necklaces. The gems will make her jaw drop. It'll be Mm. like this. Whether it's for mom or your spouse, get her a stunning stone from Lightbox Lab-Grown Diamonds. It is a guaranteed W. So this year, skip the perfume. Forget about the flowers. Go get her something that she can walk around and say, yeah, my man loves me. (laughs) You will instantly become the MVP of Mother's Day with a gift that she will never forget. Also, use the promo code BASEBALLTODAY10. You're going to get 10% off your purchase. That is BASEBALLTODAY10, 10% off your purchase. Shop Lightbox Lab-Grown Diamonds today. Let us hey, help don't... you out for Mother's Day. Take care of yourself too, people. It's all right to splurge a little bit every uh, from time to time. Chris Rose, I could see you with a fat diamond necklace Hell on right yeah. now. Hey, not, not only that, but Michelle heard me reading an ad the other day for it, kind of poked her head in. I think I got an idea. Ding. All right. We're going to call an audible because of that breaking news right now. Brian Reynolds can certainly afford something at Lightbox Lab Grown Diamonds. I like that. I like that. According to Robert Murray, Reynolds and the Pirates are in agreement on an eight year, $106.75 million extension team option for 2031. Includes a form of no trade protection as well. How shocked are you that months after hearing trade me right fucking now that he's staying put? What is that? Eight years, like 13 a year. Is that the math? Something like that. Hold on. Uh, look, what dude. I th- 107 divided by eight. I'm close. It's like 13 point something. 
They're not listening to me. Okay. 13.25. Thank you, Dan. See, I'm thinking that on the fly, dude, high school grad, how shocked am I? I'm not shocked at all. I think that this has been in the works for a long time. Obviously, you know, uh, Reynolds has voiced his frustration and I think that's a good thing. You can, I, I think that more players should voice their opinions to front offices. Now you don't, you don't have to do it all, all the time in the press. I wish I did it more in my playing career. And I think for the pirates, like I think this good start probably got them closer to the finish line, you know, like, Hey, this is fun competing with good players and, and like being in first place. This is great. Now let's try to keep these players around. I think that's a good price for him. I like that the limited no trade clause. I'm assuming he has to pick a few different teams, uh, whether it be five, whether it be 10, I'm not sure. Um, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for the pirates. I mean, pirates fans, like you came into this season, like very like skeptical, like, Hey, this could work. We got some players back. Uh, is here. We got some veterans, but no one could have thought we're going to be sitting here with the best record in the NL. And we just extended our guy who wanted out and seemingly was gone, you know, just this off season. So hooray for Pittsburgh, dude. It's awesome. It's great for Pittsburgh off to the best record in the national league. Um, he's got a career 844 OPS. By the way, he is my birthday brother. We share a birthday. Love that January for him. 27th. Yeah. That's 60 years prior. I mean, Chris Rose was born. Do you think that's funny? No, it's, it's actually not. Do it's not it's funny? funny. It's not. It's not. Are you laughing? By the way, you know what I'm going to do? I'll throw on a pirate's hat right now. Since yeah, I got you it handy. There you go. Brian Reynolds. What do you think I about think that it's AAV? Great. It's pretty good. Yeah, it feels low, to be honest it, with you. Yeah, but eight years. I know eight years. You're right. You're right. And uh, the breakdown is he won't make anything more than 15 million in a single season. Like I think the pirates, this is so good for them. We'd have to go back and see that this is, you know, this is something we're doing on the fly. Cause this is breaking in the middle of uh, our show taping. This has got to be the first hundred million dollar contract for them. Right. Kutch got an extension when he was younger in his career, his first time around there. Brian Hayes just got one that it felt like high sixties, low seventies. And they haven't brought in anybody big, certainly. So this has got to be far and away. This has got to be the first nine figure contract in pirates history, right? I'm assuming sometimes when we hear these like contracts, like Pablo Lopez, like the biggest free agent pitching contract in twins history, it was like $70 million. Sometimes you're like, dang, that's, that's low. Cause we hear that, you know, these superstars getting a couple hundred million. Uh, I think it's great. Really, really good for him. And I'm, I'm assuming, you know, he wanted a certain dollar amount and they wanted a certain AAV amount. And this was like kind of the meeting grounds. Well, the most important thing of, of this discussion is the fact that there are young Pirates fans that can now go out and buy a Brian Reynolds jersey. That is a big, big deal. You know, they hadn't been able to do that since, most likely, since Kutch. You know, Brian Hayes, he did signed that extension early in his career and he's he's a solid player he's great with the glove and he's still learning at the dish but this is a guy who feels like a bona fide year in year out type all-star player yeah the pirates have a few good choices pirates fans excuse me you have kutch with o'neill roberto clemente neil walker did you say no o'neill cruz oh well i would do a neil walker jersey yeah now brian reynolds this is great dude and, and you know what our social media team put out a 
freaking clickbait, awesome tweet about like the teams that need to add or, or trade or whatever. And it was like yes. pirates uniforms, but the heads were cut off. And I was about to be like, what are you talking about? But then it was Julio Rodriguez and it was Bryce Harper. Yes. And it was Paul Goldschmidt. I was like, oh, this is great. And the pirates unis just freaking go, man. They do. That was good stuff. Good stuff. All right, we're going to bounce back to a series that started last night. The uh, the Twins taking the first of a set against the New York Yankees. And it was a, there you go. Yeah, kiss that jersey if you want. Do you like that, Twin Cities? I love it. I love Joey Gallo. Okay. I love Sonny Gray. Yeah. yeah, speaking of which, it was a pair of former Yankees that kind of did the damage. Gray, seven shutout innings. I think he gave up three hits. Joey Gallo, what do you got there? Oh, is that a Joe Ryan follow Joe Ryan. Hey, Joe do you want to be friends with me? He does. Me and Joe Ryan, friends. That's cute. Yeah, you're talking to a bobblehead. Did you not get much Maybe sleep I'll... last night? Are you okay? I can DM Joe Ryan whenever I want. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, anyway, Joey Gallo also went deep. Much to the chagrin of a Yankees fan who was in the Twin Cities. Listen closely to him yelling at Gallo. Just expressed a sentiment that many Yankees fans were probably feeling on that swing. <laughs> if you couldn't make it out, essentially it was, hey, Gallo, why couldn't you do that in New York? Is it as simple with guys like Sonny Gray and Joey Gallo that New York was too much for them? I don't think so. I think Sonny Gray, there was, you know, some pitch selection issues. No, that's well documented. They wanted him to throw a slider. He couldn't really control the slider and, and to control it. You know, he had to, you know, kind of let back on it. And he just those spinners up there. He, he talked about that at length. And he said, they were trying to make me like Tanaka and I'm different than him. And I wanted to throw my pitch mix and they didn't let me throw my pitch mix. Because as soon as he left, he's been one of the best starters in baseball from Cincinnati and now into Minnesota. He's off to a great start. So I think for Sonny, it was just more of that, like a difference in opinion. And, and you can really point to some different things. Um, as far as Gallo, I, I could see a little bit of that. You know, he's like a streaky hitter. Like he gets hot and he gets cold. And, you know, Jimmy will say that Yankee fans were really good to him at the beginning, trying to get him out of like these slumps and stuff. Uh, but I do think that when you're playing in a, in a place like New York where they want things quickly and they're going to let you know if they, if they don't like it, I think that it did wear on him. And I think he'll tell you that. Um, so. I think with Gallo, I don't want to say he couldn't handle the heat, uh, but a guy that is a streaky hitter like that does need to feel confidence. That's how you get out of slumps. That's how you get back to, you know, being, you know, the better version of yourself is, is confidence. And I think his confidence got berated down there. Is that the second time I used berated today? Yeah. It got, no, not. it got smashed in New York. And I think going to, I told you this before the season, I said, Gallo is going to feel very comfortable in Minnesota. And he's the, the type of player where when he feels comfortable, he's going to go. And that's what we're seeing now with the twins. Before the season, um, Ken Rosenthal and the athletic did a really good profile on Joey Gallo and got some interesting quotes from him. He said, the Minnesota market is different than the New York market. The Texas market is different than the New York market. He always just wanted to play baseball, have fun, just hang out with the boys. That's my goal. Just want to play baseball and win games. I don't really like it being more than that. I guess this is more my vibe. You know what I mean? 
And certain guys prosper in certain places, right? It's interesting because baseball players at times throughout their career do not get to choose where they work. 99% of us get to choose where we work. In baseball, when you sign a contract, if it's not a no-trade clause, you don't get to choose where you work. And maybe New York isn't the perfect place for him to play baseball. That doesn't mean that he's a bad guy. It doesn't mean that New York's a bad city. It just means that it wasn't a perfect connection. Have you ever heard of people who are friends, they get married, and then they get divorced, not because they're bad people, but because the mix isn't right. And this is a perfect example of the mix not being right. He had a 660 OPS in New York. That's not who he is. Now, he's also not over a 1,000 guy like he is in Minnesota. He's somewhere in the middle. He's a really good baseball player when he's on, and that's saying something for a guy who's a lifetime 200 hitter that I really feel like he's a good baseball player because he does a lot of things well. He just seemingly did them all shitty in New York. Yeah, and like the, the type of player he is, a guy that's going to strike out a bunch, you know, he's, he doesn't put the ball in play a ton. Like that's sometimes that could be a difficult watch, especially when he's really struggling. And the fans let him know it. Yeah, like I agree with you. It just wasn't the right fit. Um, but Sonny Gray is a, a completely different story. That was just... I uh, agree with you there. Him and him in the front office or him and the analytics team just didn't match up. They didn't vibe. Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a really good call. And I hope... Sonny's a dog. Sonny can... Sonny could pitch oh, wherever, yeah. man. Like he's got that... Hell yes. His mental strength and mental capacity is is some of the top in the league. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you've heard that an awful lot. And the last point about Gallo, I think that from what you hear about teammates, they love him. The guys in New York adored him because he does care so much. Plays hard, wants to win, and people say, well, isn't that the way? That's not – you can tell people. Not everybody's that way in a clubhouse, Plouffe. No, no. No, Joey's a great guy. Everybody wants to be around Joey. And, you know, I think that if he had more time in New York and maybe he was like there on a like a contract and he knew he was going to be there for three or four years, I think he would have really endeared himself to the fan base because they'd get to see him have success eventually. Uh, But it just didn't work out. I agree with you, man. All right, last thing uh, before we get out of here for the day. Better visual from the city of Baltimore. Chris Sale who did not have a, a good performance. His ERA is now over eight. Frustration, banging the Gatorade cooler with his right hand, by the way. And we, we've we known Chris to knock around a few things after a performance. Or Kike trying to throw the ball to first, and instead the throw ends up hitting umpire Manny Gonzalez right in the padded backside. Who's got a bigger butt, you or Manny? Let's just talk about that first. Oh, yeah. And I would have been wearing that thing easily. Manny's got no shot. No, it's, shot. Su- it's I got the it, best this, this sucks for Kike. This sucks for Kike because, you know, he's playing shortstop. People have questioned, you know, his, you know, ability to, to be an everyday shortstop. He makes a freaking incredible play, gets up. <laughs> that that, that was, guy was going to be out, dude. He was going to be out. Uh, and then where's what's the umpire doing there? Get out of the way. I don't like this at all. It makes me really upset because I know Kike is like, dude. I was about to have a highlight play, and now we're going to have a blooper reel. This is going to be on, you know, like the bad version of plays instead of the good version of plays. So I'm happy for Chris Dale that he used the right hand, but yeah, that's tough. Uh, Yeah, with Kike, uh, and to answer your question, I I haven't um, stared at Manny Gonzalez's derriere. It's pretty big, but I've seen it. Okay. You've seen mine too, so you're 
probably I think he might have you, to be honest with you. And when he really? first came up, he was kind of a little thinner. He's filled out kind of like, you know, me getting to the biggies. I was thin, then I got thick. I feel like Manny's right. like got a little thicker. Oh. He looks good, though. It's funny. Let me ask you Beyonce this. Did they toss that ball out after it hit someone's butt? Gotta after go, it's right? got a butt mark on it? Got to go. Might be a substance on it. <laughs> Deion Sanders, when I worked with him at NFL Network, he said, Rosie, there's only one guy – who's got a bigger badonkadonk than you, said John Smoltz. said, that's the only guy, you and Smoltzy, wow. the big booties. I was like, okay, hey. well, Hall of Fame pitcher, you know, whatever I am. There you go. Baseball players are known to have nice butts. Yeah. Known fact. Absolutely. Yeah. The uniforms power definitely source. help. Yeah, that's where you get your power from. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right, uh, that'll do it. A uh, little breaking news. Man, that was exciting to handle in the middle of the show. Good job, Dan Rourke. Nice. Yeah. Better chance uh, to make the playoffs, Pittsburgh or Baltimore? I, I actually would – I think Pittsburgh just based on the competition. Hey, we just interviewed – Okay, hey, Baltimore, morning. sound off in the comments, baby. Wait a second. That doesn't mean <laughs> that that Pittsburgh's necessarily a better team. You understand that, right? I do understand that, but all that matters is making the playoffs, bro. I right. And I think it's an uphill climb for Baltimore not because I think that they're a pitcher or two shy of being better than one of those three teams in the American League East that I talked about. I I love flipping this on you. Over under 0.5 teams between Baltimore and Pittsburgh that make the playoffs. I'll go under. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. And Hedgie's not going to enjoy that. We just interviewed him for the Rose rotation. Excellent as always, but he's not going to like that. Unfortunately, we got to him before Brian Reynolds signed his extension. Damn it. I hate when that happens. Anyway, that'll do it for us. We will see you again on Wednesday for our one of a kind producer, the guy who's always paying attention these days, Dan Rohr, and Joe Ryan's best friend in kind of a warped sort of way, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We'll see you Wednesday on Baseball Today.